Good evening, folks. The first round of the NFL draft is wrapped up. The Lions did not trade down, but they landed a big fella. Panay Sewell is your newest Detroit Lion. And uh, I got to be honest, John, um, I love the pick. And I don't love it just because it's what I predicted in my mock draft. Doesn't hurt. That's that's a good, quick way to, to my heart. But uh, uh, I, I have a hard time finding fault in getting the best offensive lineman in this draft and building a dominant offensive line, something Lions fans have been pining for for my yeah, entire life. Yeah. Uh, no, and we talked about it in the show, too, that, look, I mean, we're building a foundation, and that's what they sort of admitted they're trying to do here. What do you, you got to, you know, you got to build the foundation and that's with an offensive line. Um, and it's also, you know, a chance to not finish a, posi- a position group, but certainly, you know, as I think, what, what did Brad Holmes say tonight? Feeding the beast, you know, like let's, let's have something we can, we can call a strength, something we can point to and say, this is where we, what we are, or where we start. So that's where it is. And I, but beyond that, I mean, it's just, it's the physical talent of this guy. He's young. We talked about that as well. I mean, what is he, 20 years old now? Um, I mean, he was dominating guys in Pac-12 games at the age of 17 and 18 a few years ago. So you could see the talent. And, and you know, you can look at any all sorts of film the last couple, you know, not this past season, obviously, because he opted out, but, but the two seasons prior and see all sorts of signs of, okay, this guy, you know, you hear some people talking on ESPN tonight. This could be a generational type guy, a Hall of Fame type guy, those kind of things. It's way too early to say anything like that. But nope, you but, just put him in the Hall of Fame. Got it. You can see the potential of a guy like this because, again, he's 20 years old. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would argue that their line is pretty close to complete, right? I mean, you've yeah, got a right? Pro Bowl center, you, you've got to extend them. I, I think that's. Almost certainly. Yeah, that's coming this year. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Decker is 27 years old, under long term contract, and, yeah. and playing the best football of his life. Just starting his extension. He's the old man of the group. Yeah. Jonah Jackson, you know, um, showed some promises. Rookie needs needs a little bit more development in year two to, to I guess, have that certainty. And then mm-hmm. you got Vitai at guard. And, and, you know, I think he's a good player. Obviously, couldn't stay healthy last year. Right. Um, You've got an interesting depth piece behind him and Logan Stenberg that we haven't mm-hmm. really seen. But, you know, the, the point of this is the Lions want to run the ball and they, they have made progress toward that. Um, and, and they want to protect their quarterback. And right. listen, uh, Sewell is an excellent addition in both guards. I mean, he is obviously a, a player that takes a great deal of pride in, in being nasty mm-hmm. but he's also a guy in two years including starting as a, a true freshman at 18 years old one sack he's allowed over two seasons <laughs> and none during this uh un- unanimous all pro season and um you know not only that he he was the first sophomore ever to win what was it the outland trophy outland i, I trophy, lose track right? of all my yeah, yeah. college no, trophies the <laughs> ford bronco nagurski trophy um so let's let's talk about really quickly what the Lions didn't do and and that was they didn't draft a quarterback they didn't draft justin fields you know and that right. was right. the 
Um, you know, the scenario that I think we all saw possibly playing out was that Fields would be there at seven. Mm-hmm. He was Holmes acknowledged he did get some phone calls, but you know, was was more interested in drafting Sewell. Can't blame him. Right. But um not only do they pass on Fields, but he Fields ends up, lands in, the ends yeah. up in the division. The Bears yeah. get aggressive, give up a future right. first rounder, and um, you know, we're we're gonna have this this litmus test that we're gonna look at for mm-hmm. the next four plus years. Um Yeah, that was gonna happen anyway, to whether yeah. he's up in Chicago or not, but the fact that he ends up in Chicago and clearly, I mean, that's that's the Bears, you know, Matt Nagy's pick there clearly and you know they're trying to save their jobs in Chicago, but at the same time, it's yeah they're putting their fate in the hands of Justin Fields while the Lions are taking a longer term approach. But you know what, I I, I get it, um, and I think you know you mentioned you know the age of those guys on the mm-hmm. offensive line. I think the Lions' thinking here is we've got an offensive line that's going to be. I mean, think about it. I mean, you got Ragnos twenty four, Decker's twenty seven. Um, Jackson's 24, Sewell's 20. I mean, like in a couple of years, if Jared Goff isn't the answer and they're still thinking that he might be here, I think, um, you're going to bring in a quarterback a year or two from now and put him behind, put him in a better situation, I think. And that's sort of, I guess, the holistic view of this whole thing is that they're, they're you know, and Dan Campbell talked about it when he came in, like, let's get the, let's get the roots in the ground or whatever he said before we start trying to, you know, put a young quarterback back there. And I, I get that, um, and, but it is, you're right. It's, it's Justin Fields now is going to be front and center um, for a division rival, and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, one other thing I will say, Holmes yes. brought up, um, he talked about how they had three guys they felt really good, because the question was, would you have traded back? And I do wonder if Sewell had gone to Cincinnati or even to Miami, would they have been a would they have been inclined to trade back? And he sort of suggested maybe not, but he said there were three guys that they really felt good about there. And I I don't know what you think. I would guess obviously Chase Jamar Chase is one. Absolutely. And I think Rashawn Slater is probably the other one, which makes me think they would have st- stayed put and maybe taken Slater at seven. I don't know what you think, but no, I, I you know I think your guess is as good as mine. You know, I, I think yeah. Pitt is also in that conversation. Yeah, and I. Yeah, and I think they, I think that's it's almost goes without saying that they figured he would be off the board. I guess would be my impression of that. Mm, interesting. Um, I mean, because he's being treated like a transcendent talent. Yeah, I mean, right. Highest tight end ever drafted. Yeah. Um, you know, it was. I guess it was really tough to see a way that he got past both Atlanta and Miami. But you know, who knows where you know trade up for quarterbacks or whatever. Right. You know, it just didn't play out that way. Um, but yes. Moving on to day two, uh, three picks starting at 41. Um, really the the only offensive hole I think that I, I see that they, they really need to address is wide receiver. Right. Uh, doesn't matter whether it's a slot guy or an outside guy or or maybe uh, you find a guy that can do a little bit of both. Um, but, man, they you, you address the offensive line, it's time to start paying some attention to that, that defense. Yeah. Um, you know, the linebacker group got thinned out, I think a little bit earlier than maybe some people anticipated, but, um, yeah, maybe, um, three edge rushers at the very end of the, the first round right. doesn't, doesn't help, but there, there are still some, some pieces out there that I, I yeah. think can help the team now and in the long term. And I, and I don't know where you would start. I mean, certainly, um, I mean, 
we haven't seen a safety drafted, which is not a surprise. They usually go second round is when the run starts on what few there are or whatever. So I, I don't know if, if you got the ninth pick in this round, you know, obviously you can move up or down, but um, there's some couple safeties there that I think would be intriguing. Um, the guy from TCU, Maring, Tra- Travis Merrig, um, Trayvon Merrig, excuse me, um, guy from Central Florida. I don't, that, that'd be one that I would point to. Um, there's, you know, again, Ed Rushers. I know there's some guys that, Ojolari, I don't know that he's going to make it to you at the ninth pick in this second round from Georgia. Um, what I don't know, you got anybody you're eyeing specifically? Oh, let's let's stick with ducks. I mean, uh, yeah. Javon Holland, yeah, Javon Holland, another safety. In terms of safeties, I mean, you talk about a, you know, a free safety, I guess, mm-hmm. that can play some of that split safety stuff that that Dan Campbell's talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I really like a couple of the the nickel corners, and you're talking about like high effort, smart right. guys that kind of fit what they do. I, you know, Elijah Molden in, in Washington. I know some of the sky high comparisons for him are are Mathau from. Uh, from Kansas city, you know, that's, that's probably a little aggressive, but you're talking about a guy that's really smart, picked off five passes, maybe not the most athletic guy in the world. And then, uh, you know, Asante Samuel jr. Um, mm-hmm. Hall yeah. of fame or not hall of fame, yeah. but all pro talent father. And, you know, at, I know I mentioned it, but the, the wide receiver group that's left is, is really interesting. You have both the Moors in, in Elijah and, and Rondell. And I, you know, probably the guy I like the most right now is Terrace Marshall. Yeah, LSU. You know, he stepped in when when Chase went down, or not went down, but but opted out. Um, you know, I talk about a guy that that does you know a little bit of both, plays that inside outside uh, style. He did a lot of damage in the slot, but he's he's kind of got just the right build to do anything. Yeah. Six five, two hundred five pounds, great leaper, great speed. Like, I, I just think if if he's there at forty one, I really like it. And then the one other guy I want to talk about. And I'm not even gonna try to say his last name at this hour, but the the Notre Dame linebacker. Yeah, and I have a feeling he'll be one of the first guys off the board. Right, maybe the first guy. Right. Um, he's one. Of, I mean, people talk about Isaiah Simmons with him. Just kind of wondering where he fit. You know, what he, where he fits at the next level. Is he a safety? He's been a linebacker, but you know, he's 220 pounds or whatever. But right, pretty explosive guy. But yeah, I I feel like somebody's probably eyeing him right off the bat in round two. You mentioned uh, Marshall or Terrace Marshall. Um, I think there's some injury issues with him, which might be why he's slipped. Because some people I thought probably even pegged him as a late first round guy. Um, Brown from North Carolina is another receiver that I like. Diami Brown. Um, Got some returnability there, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. But you're, but you're right. And the Lions need a slot. I mean, they need a nickel corner. They need, I mean, they need a lot of things in that defense, obviously, but um, that secondary is another one of those things. Another one of those position groups that you you feel like if you add a, a, a day a high pick on day two, that you're really fortifying, maybe even not finishing, but certainly going a long ways toward that. So I, I think that's one thing I would look at. Early. Yeah, to me, it's it's right down the middle of the field. You know, I think the boundaries yeah. are okay. They're they're not great at edge rusher, but I think they can get by with what the group they have mm-hmm. this year. I think the outside corners they could get by with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the addition of Dunbar there at the right. uh, tail end of free agency, but safety, you know, I, I don't know what they have beyond Tracy Walker that I, that I would right. feel really good about and Nick, a cornerback, you know, I think Cornelder's a nice stopgap. You know, I, I like kind of what he's about. Reminds me kind of Quandre Diggs with the, just the attitude and the play mm-hmm. style, but you, you need some long-term pieces. And we've talked about it all the time with linebacker. I mean, it's, yeah. 
Jamie Collins and and nobody. And uh, Jamie Collins probably is not here beyond this season with that contract. So uh, they they need to find some help straight up the gut. Yeah. Well, no, I agree. Defensive tackle. There's probably a couple guys there early in the second round too. There might be Barmore kind of. All of them that no number so, correct. Um, so that's certainly. I mean, look, we've said it plenty. But there's needs everywhere on that defense. So I don't think you can argue position value or position um, when it comes to some of these picks. It's just a matter of where they got them on their board. I do, but it, in summation, I think I think they were, you could see by the reaction in the in the war room there they were uh, pretty fired up about the pick. I mean, I I I do wonder if they thought Sewell would be there at seven, because Cincinnati was where the big questions were. Would they Absolutely. Go Mark Chase or were they going to take the protection for Sewell? Um, and, and once that got, once he got past Cincinnati, then it, it became reality. And I think they were pretty fired up clearly. Yeah. I think I still would have liked the pick if it was Slater. You know, I, I think we mm-hmm. talked about this in our pre-draft video. I like the yeah. fact that he was, uh, right tackle experienced and, you know, really, really clean prospect with a high floor. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought, you know, there wasn't a lot that could go wrong, but I, I just like Sewell's ceiling so much more. I, th- yeah. I think that the yeah. potential for him long-term is sky high. And I, I trust Hank Fraley to, to get it out of him. You know, that that's a big part of the equation is, is if there's, you know, any uncertainty about the prospect from a maturity standpoint or a technical yeah. standpoint, what is the room he's entering and who is his position coach? And I look at that and I say, he's got a damn good position coach and Hank Fraley that's been getting the most out of his guys. Uh, last year is a prime example with Decker and Ragno mm-hmm. taking established players to the next level. And then you have those guys in the room. You have your Deckers and your Ragnos that are, they're going to help him uh, stay and on the he, right track. I think and even a guy, and even a guy that he knows in Tyrell Crosby, who another Oregon guy that he's going to be in there with taking his job. Yeah, well, kind of, but um, and the, you know what? You mentioned Fraley. This is the other interesting thing tonight. Holmes pointing out that he recruited him as when he was in college at UCLA. So he, there's a, oh. goes even way back. So um, I mean, yeah, they know the guy. I think they trust in the guy that they're getting, um, and and I think fans are going to like him because he he's a he's a, an engaging personality, and he, you know, look, you're you're getting a guy who's I really think is going to be a part of this team for a long time and a, and a big part of this team. And I think he's the kind of guy that fans are going to fans are going to embrace. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead inside. So it's really nice to yeah, see genuine excitement from, from other people. I, I have to live vicariously through that. Um, <laughs> it is 20 to two. I've got work still to do. So All right. uh, let's, let's come back and talk about the bevy of picks tomorrow. Right. It's probably the right. same hour to be honest with you. Probably. All right, folks. Carry on. Dick with the Detroit News for all your Lions coverage.